Class is back in session. It's D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students who got sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my my friends, my players, and my little itty, itty baby students. Um, hey guys. <laughs> hey. What's up? What an intro. Your little baby students. <laughs> little baby students. <laughs> oh, hi. My name is Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. And Cecil, believe it or not, is is a big theater fan. Hmm. Yeah. From a jock? That's unusual. Well, well, he's, you know, his parents, uh, well, it's actually not his parents. It's, it's his uh, aunt and uncle. They don't have any kids, so anytime he comes over, they kind of treat him extra nice. Um, By just taking him to a show? <laughs> no, well, he... Uh, you know, his, his aunt and uncle would basically say like, "Hey, where do you want to go for vacation?" It's like, "Well, I've always wanted to go to New York, New York City," and they'd be like, "Well, what are you going to do?" It's like, "Well, let's go see Broadway, you know, a Broadway show." Um, oh, I fucking want Cecil's aunt and uncle. Yeah, <laughs> right? same. Well, they they didn't have any kids, and they really enjoyed you know hanging out with Cecil, and Cecil really enjoys hanging out with them. Um, Why? So they went to go. Well, I th- <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. Cecil feels really comfortable around them. He feels no. Really... I meant, why do they enjoy hanging out with Cecil? Uh, <laughs> sometimes Cecil wonders that too. I love. I so love who's that next? Even Cecil is like, <laughs> I have no answer. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Great. Uh, my name is Danielle Grisco. I play Brian Tolkien. Um. And your uh, your resident uh psychopath sociopath really we don't know what's wrong with him um brian is not he does not like musicals but is a huge shakespeare fan he's read all of the shakespeare plays in a a couple of poems and and other pieces that are like possibly written by shakespeare he's just he's a history buff in general brian is absolutely a shakespeare conspiracy theorist 100 percent. brian thinks um if you show him a spontaneous piece of like prose or poetry or something like that that is in like a Shakespearean style that he would be able to tell you whether Shakespeare actually wrote it or if it was someone else. Like he'll he'll read that one scene from Duchess of Malfi and be like 100% written by Shakespeare. <laughs> is he a, is he a Bacon truther? I think that there's a discrepancy there that the Brian is still um you know riddling out in his mind. Um but it's it's something he's working towards. It's definitely a, a goal. He's got the red threads all over his room. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the just yarn linked just to like every single page. <laughs> yep. I hate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jackson. You guys have no idea how passionate I am about this in real life. (laughs) Wait, Jackson, are are you a bacon truther? No, fuck no. My (laughs) my goal always, forever and always, is to now just have Brian facts that piss Jackson off so that he can (laughs) directly follow. No, not a bacon truther, not an Edward DeVere truther. Yeah, none of that. Anyway, my name is Jackson Pounds, and I play James Malden. Uh, James also is a fan of of Shakespeare, and he loves reading plays, but in terms of, actually, he's never been able to uh, come out of his shell enough to be in them. He wants maybe to be in them, but he he's not quite, he gets too nervous, and he, and he obviously isn't someone who likes to be in front of a bunch of people. So pure. We should, we should put on a show for the people of Forgotten Fields. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna happen. Performance check. Well, wow, this is actually a tough question. Um, I'm Andy Deinhart, and I play Victoria Hightower. I think similar to James and Brian, 
she has actually read probably more of the classics and maybe a few more modern pieces. She likes the style and how plays are structured, but her mom definitely put her through like baby acting classes in in, mm-hmm. in LA. And was she, she was she a Gerber baby. She her mom wanted her to be a Gerber baby, and she absolutely hated it. She does not like the spotlight. She gets asked often to be in the spotlight, and she always declines. Uh, she is I, not a performer by any means. <laughs> I'm now just picturing like baby Victoria just like bitterly going through toddlers and tiaras. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing an absolute tantrum. Yeah. My favorite part of that was was Andy saying she is not a performer at all, but nope. she is a bard. She is a bard. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria enjoys breaking stereotypes. Yes. Amazing. Very much so. <laughs> and my name is Riley Wesson. As I said, I am this campaign's dungeon master. Uh, my fun fact is that I now own a fucking sword. So yes. that's yeah, awesome. you do. Yeah. And a that's dagger. Not- I do. Jackson, I didn't tell you, but my, my rapier and my dagger came in from Rogue Steel yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. They look so awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my fun fact. Rogue Steel, please sponsor us. <laughs> oh, thank God. You, thank you for sponsoring <laughs> us, you. Rogue Steel. Thank you for giving it. You want to give us all swords and daggers? What? Thank you, Rogue Absolutely Steel. Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. It's not, wow. it's not so real. So generous. It's not real. It could be. It's called visualization, Riley. It's called picturing where you want to <laughs> yeah. be. You're it's called manif- manifesting. Yep. Yes. I'm manifesting five swords in my hand right yes. now. That sounds dirty, but I mean. Damn it, Danielle. No. There's dating sites for that, Riley. I no, mean, we're not getting back to this. But no. here's, we're not here to kink shame. So no, no. If All five right, swords so in your hand is your thing. Last session <laughs> on. <laughs> So last session, the students came face to face with the dragon of spiteful field keep, only to discover that she was also Val's adoptive mother, Martha Silverscale. After some discussion and tense parlaying, the gang, mainly Victoria, convinced Martha that it is time to let Valencia grow up and see the world, that Martha raised a bright young woman who would not forget the lessons she learned from her mother. All seemed resolved when suddenly Martha was captured with Dragon Chain and accosted by the Bounty Hunter Guild. Tanner Whitlock declared that he would kill Martha and take the riches that were inside the keep, but that wasn't going to happen without a fight. After a heart-to-heart with James in which Martha unlocked his magical abilities, the students undertook a fierce battle, attempting to protect Martha from a multitude of ballista as kobolds and bounty hunters fought furiously around them. After an arduous fight, including a bit of help from some furry and feathered friends, James finally dealt the killing blow in the most badass way possible, slaying Tanner with a cold-infused era from Martha. And right before that, Brian magically swapped places with Cecil and grew a gigantic ripped arm out of the side of his body. The battle died down after this awe-inspiring kill, and as Tanner's cool sunglasses fell to the ground, the students knew that the battle was won. And that's where we join them now. So Victoria walks over to the sunglasses. She picks them up. She gives a rough kick to Tanner and turns around and walks over to James and goes, this kind of completes your ensemble and puts it on his head. James immediately, his face goes flush. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, Jackson, you now have the Whitlock lenses. You can use these these sunglasses once per short rest to cast True Strike as a bonus action, which basically will give you advantage on an attack. 
That is um, awesome. That's so great. But yeah, so you've now got some badass sunglasses that do some badass stuff. Are they like Oakleys or are they like aviators? <laughs> They're slightly like kind of steampunky, actually. Like more of like okay. the circular with like sort of the go- like the Oh, that's the so perfect. Blockings that's really on the cool. side. That's really cool. So now all the kobolds and bounty hunters are kind of standing around absolutely speechless and very unsure of what to do in this moment. Um, meanwhile, Val immediately rushes over to Martha and begins to undo all the dragon chain on her. I'm, I would join. Great. Mom, are you okay? Uh, and Martha's breathing really heavily, um, but she slowly nods her head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Thanks thanks to you kids. I was a bit worried there for a second, but um, because of you, I'm I'm still here. So thank you. Where's Trent? Trent is kind of standing sheepishly off to the side, um, sort of playing with his chain in his hand, just kind of like, oh God, what do I do now? So are you guys going to help take the chains off or are you going to stand there like an asshole? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can... Well, yeah, sure, sure. We'll, uh, we'll end. Guys, guys, let's go. Come on. And uh, the bounty hunters all kind of start looking around nervously and shifting their way over to undo the chains. And as they as they're going to do it, the kobolds kind of uneasily go and join them. Um, <laughs> and as they kind of take over, Val takes a step back uh, and turns and finally notices Brian's giant arm that's sticking out of his side and goes, what the fuck is that? Brian this whole time has just been staring. He, he's not at all uh, involved in the aftermath of this battle. He's like taken himself completely aside and it's just staring at this third <laughs> arm and like trying to decide whether he's going to like poke the bicep on it with one of his own hands. Like if it's a separate He's very, very confused by what the hell is going on with his body. More so than any normal adolescent teenage boy. <laughs> but Brian, are, are, you, are you okay there? I don't... I mean, I, I I think okay is a relative term at this point. Can you move it? Can you, like, flex it? Like, can you... I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and shake your third hand. The the third hand <laughs> shakes back, and Brian ah, immediately ew, takes one of his own hands, grabs it by the wrist, and like holds it still, and says, "Cecil, if you ever trigger me like that again, I don't know what I'll do." <laughs> and Cecil, when you reached out and shook its hand, it was like a vice grip. It was such a muscular, firm handshake, like every single dad that you've met at church, just like. The strongest grip that you've ever experienced. <laughs> I do. So I have. A, I have a canon question. Is this is this arm like wearing one of my hoodie sleeves? Like, is there now a third <laughs> hoodie sleeve, or is no? It it's just like... it, it it's snaked out from underneath your hoodie. So your hoodie's kind of like riding up on your side a little bit, <gasps> uh, and it's just kind of poking out there and just kind of flexing every now and then. Ew. Um, and Brian, <laughs> as you reach out and grab its wrist, it kind of twitches a little bit. And then disappears. Brian throws up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, God. oh, geez. Um, Brian, are you okay? Are, 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 uh, do we need to perform first aid? Is this like a... Brian holds up one finger and says, Cecil, just, just shut the fuck up and continues to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, 
if the vomit itself is really just the remains of Cecil's trail mix that Brian has not oh, stopped eating. Oh, no. <laughs> Val st- kind of takes a step back uh, and looks at Martha. And, Mom, do you do you know what that was all about exactly? And Martha now free of the dragon chain and kind of giving an eye to some of the bounty hunters and a little growl here and there. And they're like, <laughs> and kind of stepping back. Um, Martha kind of shakes herself off and looks down at Brian. Well, I wasn't sure about it, especially with James over there when I first kind of unlocked his potential, we'll say. But um, you four aren't from around here, are you? No, we're not. No, not at all. Okay, and 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 when I say from here, I mean like this plane of existence. Yeah, you would be very correct in that assumption. I see. I think the reason that those sorts of uh, events, like uh, your arm there, I think it has to do with the fact that you're not from this plane, and it's a bit of a a bit of a kickback to the unlocking of your magical potential. You could call it a a growth spurt or magical puberty, I guess. Well, I'll say a growth spurt. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we getting taller? I mean, I I don't know. I don't. I can't say that for sure. But has things like this happened before? After after you use magic? Yeah, like all the time. Like it hurts me all the time. Okay, yes, I think that that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think because the four of you have not been able to perform magic on your own plane, now that you're here and able to do so, um, it's sort of a kickback and a random sort of occurrence that may or may not happen when you cast magic. Is there is there a way to fix that? Or no? I think it's just something that will fix itself as you go along and as you grow. Huh. Neat. I mean, I haven't had any issues with it. Well, good for you, Victoria. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because, you know, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but back when we were, you know, at the high school, I mean, I I couldn't really do magic. I mean... You couldn't, Cecil? You don't say. No, I mean, like, I had, like, a little magic trick set, like I got for Christmas one year. So, like, a deck of cards that... Cecil, do a magic trick. Okay. Um do you have any, I'm going to pull a gold coin out of my pocket. Um and I'm going to try and think back to to like reading the little pamphlet that I got like like four Christmases ago and I'm going to try and make it like just disappear. I'm going to try and sleight of hand it, and make it disappear out of my hand. Okay, make a sleight of hand check. And ev- everybody else make a perception check. Uh, a 12. I mean, it was a while ago that I got that set, so... Uh... 16. 22. <laughs> yeah, 22. <laughs> Everybody sees through this. <laughs> Even a few of the kobolds off to the side are like, wait, it's it's right there in the back of your no, hand. Okay, yeah, I know, but like, it's not... Okay, it's been a while. I mean, I, like, I can do like actual magic now, so there's no point in doing this. And I like doing actual magic now. That's That's kind of fun. I mean, you, you guys did some pretty cool. James, you did some. You 
I didn't realize yeah, you could oh do it too. Oh my god, James, that what was, was really that? yeah. I I I don't know. I just felt it. But when when Martha talked to me, she opened something inside of me or something. I don't know. And then then I just it felt right when I did it. I guess. That is so cool. Brian throws up again. <laughs> As Brian is throwing up once more, Val is kind of standing there um, and kind of like, so um, I guess what's next for you guys? Oh, uh, well, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for the group. Um, shocking. Brand new. Never done that before. Well, I, I don't know. You. You guys know your you guys know your stuff, and I mean, I I trust you guys to make good decisions. I mean, I I mean, I I you know, I, I thought it would have been finish you know, one sentence, just one, <sighs> any of them. I'm okay with not being the leader. That's that's fine. I really am. You guys know your stuff. I mean, obviously James kicked major ass, so like I would follow him if he wanted to go do something. Brian, you're an asshole but you know a lot of stuff so that is accurate thank you you're welcome victoria uh you have guns so i don't want to say anything bad about you right Mm. now yeah no no by all means that was the end of the that that was the end of the sentiment victoria uh (laughs) i mean martha we're kind of in a bit of a pickle so i mean you know that we're not exactly from around these parts and uh you know we'd like to i think eventually mosey on back to you know old texas um victoria just kind of kicks the dirt a little bit or at least eventually have that opportunity available to us we're kind of held here against our will at the moment have you ever heard of a woman that goes by the name the hand she's really hot she's like okay but she is (laughs) Um, she's like super long, beautiful, red hair, just objectively attractive. Yes. Yeah. She tricked us into signing a planner, planner binding, planner binding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's not a, that's definitely not a good thing. Sounded like a, sounded like a toughie there. So yeah, I've never met her myself. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of people in my life and, uh, they all kind of blend together, but from what you've described, uh, she sounds pretty memorable, pretty mean. Uh, I would probably remember her. Unfortunately, I don't. And as you guys are saying this and describing the hand, uh, everybody make a perception check. Ugh. By the way, uh, Cecil, you gain one luck point. 21. 12. Hey, 18. Uh, 18. Okay. Brian, you're still kind of recovering from the whiplash of... Yeah growing an arm and losing an arm but the rest of you kind of notice as you're describing the hand and saying her her name and everything you see trent off to the side kind of freeze up boy and start to start to squirm a little bit i start to prattle off stuff about like oh well tanner was supposed to tell us in exchange for this and while i'm doing that i'm slowly like scooching my way over to him so i can grab him i mean it's not very hard you grab Trent by the scruff yeah, of the I neck. Yeah, I literally, and I want to drag yeah. him over and like. Oh God! Oh, hey, hey, hey! Oh, okay, hey, hey. Uh, Hi, hey. Trent. So, um, notice there, you got a little uneasy when we mentioned the hand, and your douchebag leader Tanner, whatever, was supposed to give us that information in exchange for this gig. So, what you're gonna do is you're gonna tell us everything that you know. 
Look, I told you the first time, I do not know anything about this woman. Insight check. I promise. Okay, roll an insight check. 15. He honestly does not know. He is terrified of you guys right now, but he does not know. Um, he said, that, that's, that's why I took you to Tanner in the first place. But there could be like some documents and stuff up up in his office i don't know maybe you mean you mean your office it's your office now yeah your office trent my because you're in charge now my office yeah Yeah, buddy me (laughs) really well really yeah brian holds his net (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've got my baseball bat just like on my shoulder (laughs) you guys like complimenting trent but also like slightly threatening him he's kind of (laughs) like Okay, yeah, I guess. Victoria is going to look around at some of the closer uh, uh, mercenary individuals and go, right, guys? As threatening as I can be. Okay, roll an an intimidation check. (laughs) Yes. Uh, 11. Oh. You can tell that they're they're still nervous from the aftermath of that fight, but you can also see that most of these guys don't really respect Trent. That's okay, neither do we. They're kind of like grumbling around. Well, it'd be very beneficial for you and your your new organization as you guys rebuild to have strong allies. And uh I don't know, do you see what my buddy James just did? Shot a fucking shot a fucking like ice arrow. Yeah, that was that was really yeah. cool. <laughs> and uh Brian can spontaneously make arms pop out of people's bodies. So Don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. It's not happening. <laughs> well, he am- among other things. And uh, Victoria, once again, has guns right now, so I don't think being against her is, like, a really good idea. So, Yeah, no, we're, n- we're not against you. We're not against you yeah, at all. They, but, they're kind but, of... but we're for Trent. Yeah, yeah. You're for Trent? He's a good guy, and I think he's got good ideas, and I think uh, you should, uh, should hear him out. Trent's a fucking yes man. He doesn't do anything. Well, but Tanner led you astray. And so what, Trent is going to get us rack on the path? Weren't? you all yes men for tanner wouldn't you like to have a little more discussion in a sit down and discourse what's the point of a yes man following a while yes this, man while this argument is happening brian puts his hood up and shuffles over to james and says you've got the shades man you've got to be in charge <laughs> spontaneously james's heart explodes no um <laughs> Okay, uh, James, he loves the fact that people can't really look him in the eyes right now because of the shades. He is <laughs> he is shielded. Um, hang on, guys, what is it we want from these people? Well, right now, I think we kind of just want them to... Pretty sure we just need to get in that office. Yeah, we just need to get into the office, but I mean, I don't know, they're kind of well, loosey-goosey now, and maybe this and... is an opportunity to give them a good direction mm. to go in. Yeah, yeah, a new leader. Val shuffles in, in next to you guys and he says, do you need them to be on your side to get in the office? I mean, didn't we just murder their their yeah. leader? I mean, can't we just go into their office? Oh, we totally can. But I mean, your mom's still going to be here. Why not leave this place a little bit better than we found it? I feel like there was a definite moral lesson learned today. And that lesson was don't fuck with a dragon. I mean, yeah, I know that better than anybody. Well, I think these guys need to learn that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they already learned that by getting beaten. But I mean, look at look at this guy. And you see you see Trent kind of like around there by the bounty hunters, sort of like trying to give out orders. Val, 
Is that something you'd want to do? Wait, what? What do, what do you mean? You are you are strong and and brave and could totally be a leader and you wouldn't necessarily have to stay here. These guys work all over the place. This is something you could do. I mean, your your mom is literally the dragon and you would have a really great relationship where you could work in tandem and you could boss these assholes around. I mean, they are literally kicking dirt at the minute at this moment. They don't know what to do. You could give them some direction if you want. And they to. they really need some strength and conditioning work done and yeah. like you would Yeah, I they, these guys could really do with some calisthenics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, um objectively, uh it would help yourself your mom and uh, us, your new friends. Um, if you know you had an army at your back, just uh, you know, objectively, logically speaking, that's a pretty good tactical move. So it seems to be in, in everyone's best interest here. She kind of thinks to herself and then looks up with this like renewed look of vigor, and she walks over and literally shoves Trent yes. to the ground. <laughs> yes. All right, listen up. Your boss over there, the guy there on the ground, he's dead. We took his glasses, okay? And my mom, with the help of James here, is the one that killed him. All right? So I I know none of you guys want to follow this little wimp over here. And Trent's kind of like, like wiping blood from his nose on the ground. If you want to be strong, if you want to help people, if you don't want to prey on the weak and actually do something useful with your lives, you can follow me. And you see all the bounty hunters kind of like mumbling to themselves and looking around a little unsure. I mean, yeah, but I mean, do we want to be led by her? You got an issue with being led by a strong woman? Duh. No, no, Mm. no, not, not. I'm, I'm, I am all for, for, for strong women in the workplace. Mm. I, I just, I mean, she's kind of an outsider, you know? An outsider. She has literally lived here the past 10 years of her life. How is she an outsider? She has been here this entire time overlooking this city. She probably knows it better than any one of you. Make a persuasion check. Oh, no. <laughs> it's an 18, but I'm going to use two luck points to make it a 20. Okay. You hear the murmuring kind of stop, and they kind of take it in. And then you hear... Oh boy! <laughs> Credits roll. The plot just builds to an applause as the bounty hunters and the kobolds alike are now cheering and fully on Val's side, and they go, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help people. We're not gonna be dicks anymore. We're actually gonna help people. Yeah." Man, if only that worked in real life. <laughs> if only it were that easy. And Martha kind of looks down at Val with just like this huge look of pride in her face you you really have grown up i think you're i think you're ready and val looks up and smiles back at her and looks at you guys she says guys none of this would be possible without you so that is correct you would still be in the tower if we hadn't helped you yes yes you're absolutely correct brian your blunt delivery style is spot on as always thank you guys for for helping me achieve my dream and live live the way I want to live. No problem, dude. No problem. 
<laughs> as she's saying this, you start to see from behind her, it, it almost looks like she's pulsing a little bit, and you see this silvery smoke start to rise from her. Everyone make a history check. Ah! 23. 10. Oh god, mine was 11. 14. It's not that hard to remember because it's it's kind of hard to forget, but you see that this this smoke reminds you of the purpley silver smoke that you saw down in Frederick's labs. It has this silver tint to it, but it's slightly different because you see that this one has flecks of green floating around inside of it. And you see Val with this huge smile on her face and this smoke rises from her and descends and wraps around you guys and it slowly sinks into you and you guys all have attained Valencia's swiftness. This is another homebrew item. What? All of your AC permanently increased by two. <gasps> um, oh, shit. <laughs> Brandon, is, Brandon is crying. Brandon's oh going to cry. And you also, I believe it's once per, it's either once per long rest or once per short rest, you gain the ability to cast deflect missiles. If you uh, get attacked by a projectile attack, you can reduce the damage by a certain amount. And if you reduce it to zero, you can catch it and throw it back at them. What? insane. Sounds like some athlete shit. (laughs) This core part of Valencia, now that you have helped her, has gone from her and is now permanently a part of you guys. And you are now kind of carrying this sort of essence with you as you go forward. Guys, my AC is 13. (laughs) (laughs) So as the commotion kind of dies down, Val looks at you guys and goes, I guess should we go check out my new office? Hells yeah. Yeah, do Let's we have keys? Go. Do we need to, like, get... Uh, I'm gonna go over to Tanner's, like, dead body. I'm just gonna fish around for keys. Roll an investigation check with advantage. I'm gonna go over and take off his leather jacket. Uh, it's a 21. Yeah, you find some keys. Cool. I'm gonna sit there, and I'm going to literally rip the arms off of the jacket and turn it into, like, <laughs> a leather vest. Roll a strength check. <laughs> oh. 19. I'm a strong girl. <laughs> yeah. She literally she literally takes a dagger and like cuts a seam and then rips it off. So you you now have this sleeveless leather leather vest. Awesome. I'm going to walk over to Val and say, I mean, your arms are like super jacked and it's a really nice feature. You should definitely like show that off. But um, you're the leader now. So and I toss her the jacket. Well, you would be correct on both accounts. And she slides it on <laughs> victoria just kind of giggles and like her hair and walks away. <laughs> so yeah as val slides this jacket on the crowd kind of sees it and kind of hushes she says all right as i said you're all in dire need of some calisthenics so we're running all the way back to the guild let's go <laughs> and so she takes off at a brisk jog as they all i i, I go try and catch up with her <laughs> Uh, roll an athletics check. Oh boy. Got a minus two to this. You can do it. You have a minus two to an athletics check? That's your whole personality. How is that possible? <laughs> That's a 14. Um, you don't catch up to her, but you're you're towards the front of the pack. As you guys run off, Martha says, I'm going back to the keep. Uh, you, you kids be safe now, okay? Don't forget to visit. 
Thanks, Miss Silverscale. Without thinking, Brian just says, okay, thanks. Bye, Mom. <laughs> oh, my God. How embarrassing. <laughs> and then has a moment and retreats further into his hood. <laughs> um, I definitely start to, like, try to keep up. And then I just give up and head back towards <laughs> James and Brian and let Cecil make a fool of himself. You, ju- you just walk there with James and Brian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, as we're walking away, in my head, I telepathically say to Martha, thank you. Aww. She looks back and just gives you a, a knowing nod. And she says, no, thank you. And she <laughs> flies back off to the keep. So you guys make your way up to the Bounty Hunter Guild, and you make your way up into Tanner's office with the keys that Cecil... <laughs> Flip them around on my uh, on my finger and whipped off of Tanner's dead corpse. Um, so yeah, you guys make your way into Tanner's office. It's looking it's a little bit more disheveled fr- than it was last time. You can assume he probably freaked out a bit when he saw the uh, the dragon coming down, but it's it's relatively in the same shape that it was last time. First things first, I'm gonna go sit in his chair. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna put my feet up and I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah, that feels good. That feels good. Yeah, you take a seat, and it is the most comfortable plush leather chair that you've ever sat in. It's got that, it's got that nice lumbar support. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. And as you're sitting there nice. relaxing, uh, Val walks up and kind of looks down at you. Oh, I, I just wanted to try it out for like for like just a second. I know. I'm just yeah. ca- I'm just okay, kidding. Cool. I'm okay, just yeah. kidding. No, no, no. no, no this is, is, is all nah, yours. I'm just kidding. All yours. I'm just kidding. I, I pull it out for her. Why? Thank you. Takes a seat. You're welcome, boss. <laughs> Ah, I, I like the sound of that. Victoria is like wanting to sh- like hit her head against the wall. <laughs> if she goes to like reach for a for a drawer, I put my like reach my hand as well. God, that's so awkward. <laughs> oh my god! Roll, roll a sleight of hand check. Six. <laughs> Smash your fingers in the That's drawer. That's what I wanted. You try to do that, and so she basically like goes for a drawer, but then like five seconds later, you reach out and grab it instead of like a same sim- simultaneous thing. It's just like she puts it there and starts to pull, and then just like you <laughs> put your hand out, and she's like, "What? What are you?" Sorry, uh, your desk. You go for it. I'll look after. I'll go look over here. I'm gonna go look over here. You. Victoria goes over to the desk and like takes the chair that she took originally when they met Tanner and sidles up basically and is like, okay, what we got? Is there like a filing cabinet in here? Yeah, that's that's kind of what she pulled open was oh. a drawer that has kind of some files in it or the, the fantasy equivalent of files. So files. Okay. So files. <laughs> Great. Files make them fantasy. One thing remains constant throughout pl- all planes of existence, and that's files. Yeah, record keeping. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, I guess Victoria, since you're since you're next to Val, there, uh, roll an investigation check. Great. Um, so that's a grand total of five. I guess I'm just Yikes. starting to thumb through it. Yeah, like, you're kind of thumbing through, and at one point, your hand kind of brushes Val's, and you kind of get a little flustered and lose track of lose yeah. track of your place. Brian rolls his eyes at the amount of flirtatious energy that is taking place when there's actually something we're trying to find. And he. Wow, Brian's me. Yeah, Brian's like, <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Brian's like, this is not conducive to figuring out literally anything. So he also grabs like a, a couple files out of the drawer and just starts Great. thumbing through them. Roll an investigation check. Okay. Um, well, I don't think I'm going to get much better than that. So uh, 23. 
Yeah, you're thumbing through stuff and you see one in particular that the top is marked with a a scarlet handprint and you pull it out and it's sort of smudged. But from what you can read, it says operative sent to B M R field. Oh, um, do you share that info? With the rest of us? I don't know. Um, oh, here Bri- we go. Brian takes it for himself <laughs> and leaves the party forever. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, you guys. Um, <laughs> Brian, what'd you find? Well, frankly, not much. Um, Brian holds up the, the page um, and just is kind of pointing at the smudged letters. I'm going to, while, while we're doing this, I'm also going to take out my, my maps and I'm going to hand them to James. I'm just going to spread <laughs> them out. Okay. What was the, um, the, the, the... Um, Bummerfield? Yeah. I was going to say, what was the map with the, the purple circles that we had? So that was one that had... Those are the ones that we found in... Wait, is it Bummerfield? Yeah, it, there was Spitefulfield yeah, yeah. and Bummerfield were the two that were circled on yeah. Freddy's map in purple. Next on our list was Bummerfield. Bummerfield. Okay, that makes sense to me. Mm, very interesting. Brian is wondering to himself if there's any possibility that whatever operative was sent by the hand is one of the ones, like that nice lady we met that really didn't want to be there. <laughs> Brian remembers Julie fondly. <laughs> Brian doesn't remember Julie's name. <laughs> of course he doesn't. <laughs> Brian is just thinking about that lady that was a half-ass henchman and enjoyed oh, eating God. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> there any other files are there are there any locked uh oh yeah any any locked drawers and or boxes other sure there's a like there, there's a locked chest off to the side gonna go use my thieves tools on that all right i feel like we're like in one of those escape rooms and we have to yeah. like find the puzzle <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's not bad that's uh 15 okay yeah you it takes a little bit of jimmying but you managed to get it open there seems to be some some vials and various uh, fluids and such potions, perhaps. Hmm. I don't like the phrase "various fluids." Various fluids. <laughs> you don't know for sure what's in some of these vials. Leave it to the guy who will lick a fish to find various <laughs> fluids. There's one that is labeled "backwater love potion." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! For for science, I've got a kit. I'm going to be putting them in my herbalism kit. You know, I've got a lot of, I don't know, science seems weird over here, and I, I want to test some stuff out. I miss chemistry. I mean, I miss baseball. I miss, fuck, don't look at my potions. Brian starts to walk towards him and wants to look at the potions. <laughs> <sighs> All right, fine, you can look at the potions, but just don't, like, make a big deal out of it. Look, this one says backwater love potion. You genuinely think of all the people in this group, you should be the one to hang on to a backwater love potion? I'm not going to use it on any of you. Kind of just want to conduct some little, I don't know, I miss tinkering with, tinkering with stuff. Finish a sentence. (laughs) You're intimidating, Brian. You're very intimidating. You have an intimidating presence. All right. Brian rolls his eyes and walks away. During all of that, Victoria's going to lean over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to James, who has the maps, and she's got her notes pulled out. Okay, so obviously, the next step would be 
Bummerfield. And I'm assuming you're probably going to be navigating slash driving, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I'd say that's a safe bet. Yeah. We should probably find someone in town that knows something a little bit about our next destination. Do you want to help me with that? Yeah, absolutely. Great. She'll she'll tell Val we'll be right back, I guess. And they'll start okay, walking yeah. downstairs to see if they can find other mercenaries. You guys head downstairs, um, and the the bar has for the time being been transformed into a calisthenics gym. Um nice. and most everyone is push up, doing push ups, doing some some fifty yard sprints back and forth, uh doing some handstands. There's uh some kobolds and bounty hunters off to the side that are kind of taking a rest break, getting their uh electrolytes. Um, and just kind of chilling for the time being. Okay, well, I'm assuming that the kobolds probably don't know much. Should we talk to bounty hunters? Yeah, let's try them first. Hey, um, the glasses, by the way, seriously, totally complete the ensemble with, like, the glove and the jacket and everything. It's a really good look. Like, and you rock it so much better than Tanner. His face goes flush. He kind of looks away. <laughs> she just, uh, she again, does, like, he's glad lunch. that she can't look at his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Okay. And she kind of like pushes him towards one of the bounty hunters. You got this. Uh, hey, I have a question. Uh, we need to know about Bummerfield. That's our next destination. Um, but we're not familiar with that town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you approach this uh, rather surly looking uh, female bounty hunter, kind of short cropped hair and a, a kind of a, a scar running across her jaw. But she's she seems friendly at this point and slightly intimidated by your glasses. Um, oh, Bummerfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I was there. I think I was there about a month or two ago. It's definitely a bit bigger than Spiteful Field. It's, a, it's even got its own walls, you know. From what I've experienced and from what I've seen from other other towns, it's a bit more uh, a bit more modern, you know, than in some place like this. I, I hear they even have some kind of. Uh, some kind of like steam machines? I don't uh, really know for sure. Okay, so it's more technologically advanced. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I don't know for sure. I a, a buddy of mine told me that there was a pretty bad fire uh, a month or two ago. Maybe it was longer. But yeah, they're a bit they're a bit closed off now. They're kind of a tad weary of outsiders. But um, I was gonna ask. Yeah, with the walls, do you anticipate? security being a major issue i don't know if they would attack you per se i just think you would if you want to get in you would probably have to have some kind of good reason for doing so Mm, that's good to know thank you of course yeah yeah she gets back to doing squats (laughs) is there is there anything else y'all y'all wanted to know oh golly um if we did get into Mm. Bummerfield, what would be the best place to look for for information i suppose the tavern uh, there's quite a few bars, um, up in the arts district, you know, that'd probably be a pretty solid place to, to look for information. The, the what district? The arts district. Okay. Was that arts or arch? And the arts. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, painting, <laughs> gotcha. singing, dancing, the arts. Well, it's nice to know they have their own East Villas. <laughs> love a good accent. Unless you have another question, I suppose we should relay this. Um... Actually, I had one more question for you. Sure. Seeing as we've kind of helped relieve you guys of (laughs) a not-so-nice guy, would you happen to have a little bit of extra money to spare 
Um, especially for the allies of your new boss and you guys, like, I mean, like we like kicked butt and we'll protect you guys too, if need be. Um, so if you have a, a little bit of money, that would be great. Just asking this random person. <laughs> this hey, random yeah. person who's on her like 50th squad. In, in reality, yeah. what Andy's doing is asking the I'm DM. I'm asking yes, the DM for money. Which is why you saw me roll my eyes five times. Yeah, roll a persuasion check. 15. This is just going into a gym and seeing someone who's working on like the squats next to you, like the squat <laughs> machine, and you're like, hey, you got like a fiver okay, on you. Okay, okay, okay. I would have said, said, did Tanner keep the money anywhere that we could just borrow a little bit from? He probably kept it up in his office somewhere. Okay, that's all we need. You probably have to take that up with the new boss. Sure, 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 sure. Thank you. Hey, Brian, do you want to look for money and not give any to, oh. to, to Victoria? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking maybe we should be looking around this space for some money. <laughs> roll an investigation check with advantage. <laughs> do you want to roll? I've got a plus four to investigation. What do you I've, have? I've got a plus five, bro. Go for it. Brian puffs out a little bit knowing that he's better than Cecil in all ways. I'm also going to cheer you on. I'm going gui- to cast guidance on you so you can Ooh. add a, a d4. Roll a d20. <sighs> yes! Yes! <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Roll me a D100. No! Come on. Why? I can't. Ha- this is like like the 10th time it's happened. Okay, well, Brian got a 22, just in case anyone was curious. Okay. 82. 82. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't what's happening. I give you a high five, cast guidance on you, and then die. This is... This is absolutely incredible. We were just looking for money. That's all we were doing. <laughs> this is why I fucking love D&D. Um, so yeah, Brian, you're looking around and you you see at the bottom of that chest with all the vials in it, there is actually a substantial little pouch of gold. You can't count exactly how much is in it, but it's pretty hefty. Yeah, I take it and I turn around to be like, Cecil, look. And as you do, Cecil is now nine feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian is holding this bag full of money, turns around and sees this weird Alice in Wonderland shit and says, Cecil, what did you do? I don't know. And as you say that, Victoria and James walk back in. (laughs) James does a spit take. I was going to say Victoria does the same. (laughs) Guys, okay, you know know how Martha was talking about that growth spurt? I think it it kicked in. It kicked in, (laughs) y'all. Oh my God, just sit down. I, ugh, okay, okay. I'm still like four feet tall. Even yeah, though you're I'm still yeah. gigantic. Guys, I can finally play basketball. I've never been able to play basketball. Every other sport but basketball. I can do it now. <laughs> if it lasts, we're not going to be able to fit you in the van. You're just going to have to walk. I mean, that's fine. I'm nine feet tall. I could probably run like 60 miles an hour now. As you say this, you shrink back down to your normal size. Of <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I like the idea that as you shrink, your voice goes up an octave. <laughs> That's absolutely what happened. <laughs> I just look up and like ambiguously towards the heavens. <sighs> Sounds like you guys found a bag of money over there. Yeah, yeah. And and Brian holds it up and just kind of like shrugs and says, um, "It seems pretty significant." And t- puts it in his backpack. Wait. Um, that's mine. Oh yeah. Oh, I just figured maybe like a, you know, a finder's fee for helping you get out of the tower. I think that's like all of the Bounty Hunter Guild's money. No, I, I hear what you're I hear what you're saying. Um, I just also think that you wouldn't be in this position if we hadn't freed you from a tower, saved your mother from a whole oh. bunch of chains, and then also talked you into being the head of the guild. Uh, I mean, we don't, we don't have to like contrast and compare. We don't have to take her money, but also 
your mom is kind of a dragon and she kind of has like a lot of gold and you're her daughter. Could she maybe give you a little money? We we are literally almost dirt poor. Again, we're not from here. My credit card does not work. We kind of need a little bit of money to do what we need to do. Brian zips up his backpack with the coin pouch inside of it. <sighs> Brian. I guess that's a fair point. Yeah, I guess I could probably ask my mom for a little bit of inheritance. Like, an, yeah, exactly, an inheritance. Especially now, I'm thinking we can just kind of merge the the kobolds and the bounty hunters guild. So I guess yeah. the castle can just be sort of another base for us. Yeah, that could be your new headquarters. That'd be oh, a really dope headquarters for. That a... would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, sure. I guess you can. Yeah, I don't. You guys could totally really spruce it. up this whole place. Like, get some remodeling done. You could start renting it out, making a little income. Yeah, maybe great. start up a little Airbnb business. You know, exactly. Get oh into my God, real estate. Be so cute. Kind of go like the cottagecore like aesthetic. Brian sighs, rolls his eyes, and starts walking towards the door. <laughs> um, okay, so Brian, you you now have uh, five hundred gold. Yeah, I do. Would you like to share? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we're, we work as a unit. If we need it, I'll, I'll have it. It's fine. Cecil took all the potions. Did Brian actually just say this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, yes. yeah, he definitely did. Yes, yes, he 100% did. And he walks oh, out the door. Potions. Okay, no. Uh, oh. And Val kind of looks at you guys. Well, um, I guess, I guess this is goodbye then. Well, hopefully not forever. I mean, we're your allies now, and hopefully we can you know, help each other out with other stuff. I don't know. I mean, you yeah, have a yeah. really cool adventure ahead of you and you probably won't be needing our help anytime soon, but... Well, who knows? If we're given the choice before we head back to see you, we will. I definitely hope so. I know, I would like to see you again. Is there a way that we can contact the guild while we're traveling? Brian yells from the other room. Is there a way <laughs> that we can contact the guild while we're traveling? Val actually says, yeah, actually, um, I did find this while we were looking around, and she pulls out um, a stone similar to the one that that Wifflepuff gave you guys. She says, do you guys, do you guys already have one? Um, we do. Do they? Perfect, kind of- perfect. Here, can I, can I just, can I see it? Yeah, and I hand her the orange stone. She, you hand it to her, and she kind of holds them next to each other. You hear kind of a resonating pulse that's so dope and then she pulls them apart and she hands it back to you guys yeah so i I, you can just you can use that if you need to get in contact with me now that's super cool yeah Um, yeah i'll definitely call you oh uh great cool yeah cool (laughs) brian cringes from the other room because brian can't hear any of this (laughs) (laughs) wait wait guys 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 before we before we head out i'm gonna run out and i'm gonna i'm gonna try and drag brian back into the into the room. Brian says, Cecil, be very careful. My arm might pop out. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, uh, everyone, I'm going to just like position everyone behind the desk. With, like, Are we going to take middle. a group picture? What is happening? Yeah. I'll take out my cell phone. Wait, is that really what's happening? Yeah. Roll a yeah. d20. Hey, natural 20. Yeah. Set it up for the gram, you know. You pull it up and uh, you snap a photo and you now have this lovely memory of you and Val, as you guys are walking down, Brian, you in particular happen to spot this uh, this kobold off to the side of the gym that's kind of sobbing quietly in the corner. Oh, no. And roll, roll a perception check for me. Mm, ten. Uh, Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some luck points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because I'm incredibly curious about what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, I was at, I, okay, so I got 15. 
And he was five. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the others start to make their way out and you kind of hear and see this uh, and you hear this cobalt going, my, my darling boy, Jerry, I miss you. As I'm walking, I put my hand up to like shield my face. I don't know why you dove into the sewer water like you did, but I'll never forget you. Brian stops moving, pauses for a moment, is incredibly uncomfortable, unzips his backpack, pulls out 10 gold, and just throws it in the cobalt's general direction <laughs> and, and says, grief is hard. And then <laughs> turns, doesn't, doesn't walk away, but just turns to the door uncomfortably. Grief is hard. Money can fix it is the lesson today. <laughs> um, yeah, the cobalt kind of looks up, kind of shocked, and then slowly reaches out and pulls the 10 gold to her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you guys make oh, your way back shit. to the van. Damn. Um, you go on and travel. You, th- you think looking at the map, it'll probably take you about a day to get to Bummerfield. So you can basically get about halfway there, set up camp, and then make the rest of the trek in the morning. But you guys kind of make camp. Uh, and is there anything you guys want to do before you, you go to bed tonight? Uh, Victoria, did you want to um, relay the information that we got oh, gosh, to yeah. Cecil and Brian about Bummerfield? Okay, so she sits down there with her, she gets her journal out, and she basically tells them everything that they found out about Bummerfield and kind of maybe we should start coming up with some ideas of how to get in, what's our reasoning. So do we, so like, should, should we think of like an, al- do we need an alibi for getting into the, into the city? Just a good reason. I mean, I'm sure we could always bribe them with money, but we don't really want to give away our money. So yeah, what's our, what's our shtick? What are we going with? I've got it. I highly doubt that. We are a traveling band of internationally acclaimed rock stars. We're coming to do a show. We, you know, we're from like way out of town, so probably nobody's heard of us. And uh, yeah, then we can go immediately to the taverns, probably get some free rooms because, you know, they're going to be excited for, you know, some performers to set up and actually like, you know, like play a show, play some gigs. Where are our instruments, Cecil? Mm-hmm. Perhaps a better version of that plan would be a theater troupe, considering the fact oh, no. that I'm oh, sure no. theaters would exist in a world like this. The, uh, the, no. Perhaps Victoria our van could just, be... Just, like, almost fetal position starts just, like, almost rocking back and forth, like, no, 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 no. Um, Victoria? Huh? Performing? It's, like, really warm tonight. Can we? No, it's pretty cool, actually. Easy up a little bit. <laughs> and she's just having like Gerber baby audition flashbacks. <laughs> Brian is staring at Victoria and silently recounting every performative action that she took towards Val in the last day, and is, <laughs> is very confused. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, I can be your manager. Uh, you know, I can, I can. Talk business, and y- you three can be the performers. And I'm also, like, bodyguard, because I've got the weapons. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sure, yeah. James and Brian, are you guys down to, like, pr- pretend to be performers? Uh, not exactly, but if I have to, 
I mean, I'm also not married to this idea. I feel like we can probably come up with something. Brian, you're really smart. Thank you. (laughs) 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 What's, uh, what's our reason for coming into Bummerfield? Brian is still thinking about the cobalt. (laughs) crying in the corner. (gasps) I've got it. I've got it. We're animal tamers. <laughs> are you the animal? So I could be. Are you gonna Whoa. just be an animal? Yeah, I could. Do I you could think you into- could turn into like some really like specific exotic looking animal, and that could be the performance we're doing? Is like if you could do some kind of like exotic creature like that. Really, all we would need is like to find a stage and just kind yeah. of like let you out of some kind of cage and, and you could like do some flips and stuff. I could absolutely do that. I could, uh, where are some exotic animals? An elephant. <sighs> that, that's, elephants are big. Okay. Yeah. It's exotic. It's who's ever seen an elephant here. I could probably do a bear. That feels kind of basic. <sighs> could you do like a bear with wings? <laughs> I just love that Victoria is looking at Cecil, this man that can turn into animals, goes, ah, oh, a bear's kind of basic, you know? <laughs> well, okay. I could I could pull out of the, you know, my little khaki bag of tricks. I could pull some animals out of there. And, I mean, I could, I, like, I can talk to them. We can all sort of create this little act. So I could be an animal. And then we could have three other animals. I could, I could juggle animals. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I mean, we could use the... um. We could use our van as as our pageant wagon. Yeah, and we we can open up the van door for the whoever security is, perhaps. Victoria raises her hand. I think this is a phenomenal idea, guys. Brian, what are you gonna? Uh, how are, are you gonna be like the ringleader, or was or James? Were you thinking you were gonna be the ringleader? Brian, I think you should be the clown. <laughs> <laughs> Brian stares at Cecil, and that's it. I've got some makeup for that. Sad clown shtick, you know, it, it goes over really well when it's like sad, depressed clown. Okay. All right. Fine. But there is one rule. Yes. Mm. I will not wear a red nose. Okay. All right. Is everyone set for this haphazard plan for tomorrow? Ooh. James, what were you doing? He's like the ringleader. Um, or the ringleader? He can like control the animals. Sure. Yeah. He needs a hat. He needs uh, a hat. Man, if we had some like- We need a hat. We could probably pick up a hat while we were in town. Sure. <laughs> we thought ahead to pick up a fucking ringleader hat in town. Fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to be the DM for that. <laughs> um, I've got a scarf, some dried flowers. I have some multicolored pens. Um... <laughs> I have a, a sleep eye mask. She's like rummaging through <laughs> her bag. <laughs> I love that the hill that we've decided to die on is a hat for the ring. Yep. <laughs> Me too. Me too. This this went better than I ever could have expected. Victoria like starts going and picking flowers, like a whole bunch, just like daisies and stuff like that. And then she starts sitting down and making a flower crown. Brian is sitting next to the fire and thinking about everything that happened today and kind of missing Martha and um, remembers Martha's name, which is unusual for him. But as he's thinking about this, he pulls out the piece of, of paper 
from his pocket that has now been unfolded and refolded so many times that it's hard (laughs) to even read the amount of words that are on it. And he thinks about his dad and he thinks about the Venn diagram and he thinks about how he voluntarily forced a creature to drown itself. He folds the Venn diagram up. One single tear rolls down his cheek and he buries his face further into his hood (laughs) and he throws the Venn diagram into the fire. You guys see this happen and this crumpled, worn piece of paper flops into the fire and it catches flame and you you see the two Venn diagram circles slowly shrinking and the the last things that you see are the, the words a full conversation with the dragon as it disappears into ash you want to talk about it Brian there's nothing to talk about there's maybe nothing to talk about which is fine we don't have to talk about anything but thank you I think we're, we can both be assholes sometimes, but you've been incredibly supportive. Also, it's kind of cool that you have all these stories to take back to your dad and tell him. And I, I know he's not like a fantasy writer or anything of that sort, but um, I don't know. You have some really cool stories to tell him when we get back. Brian feels more tears coming on and this weird pressure in his chest like it's gasping for air and he doesn't quite understand it he takes a deep breath he stands up wipes his face off pushes his head back and says okay well do you want to practice your clown makeup skills now i guess (laughs) okay and she like finishes the flower crown sits it on james's head and then goes to her back (laughs) and starts pulling out her makeup (laughs) (laughs) brian is wiping his face because he's still convinced that it's wet and he can't figure out how to dry it fast enough. Mm-hmm. And so then he just, a giant sniffle comes out of his nose. There's a little bit of a snot bubble that he wasn't expecting. He wipes it off in his hoodie sleeve. He turns and looks at James and says, that's the perfect hat and walks into the van. <laughs> so as... Victoria and Brian go off to work on this clown makeup. You guys still have a still have a an hour or so before you pro- should probably get to bed. Um, so, is there anything uh, Cecil and James want to be doing? There's not really a mirror or anything in the van, is there? I just wanted to see to look at my ringleader outfit. I mean, there, there's there's the there's the rearview mirror. You can check it in the. <laughs> oh yeah, check it in the oh, that's mirror. right. I kind of just <laughs> looking as I'm looking in the rearview mirror. I'm like breathing heavily because I th- i'm like oh i if my am i finally gonna have to perform and do this is this something i'm gonna have to do so he's having he's having that moment of uh of crisis <laughs> but uh he, he kind of he's pushing through it with breathing and and he keeps telling himself i can do this over and over and again he hears martha's voice in his head so that's that's a comfort well you've got this you've got this anyways but i was t- i was gonna say if you wanted some help i could always you know i there's a spell i can do that's weird that's weird to say out loud that's weird to actually (laughs) actualize anyway i i could help bolster you know your ability to to perform (laughs) charismatically (laughs) not that i was gonna 
Sorry, did I make it awkward again? <laughs> it was poorly worded. <laughs> However, I think before I started this journey, I would have accepted that. But I think at this point, I, it's something I need to do myself. Well, yeah, and it, if you want any help, I could, I could, I could cast that spell on you. And yeah, but you're charismatic already. You're, you're a cool guy. Thanks. I've never been cool in my life. No, you're, you're totally cool. You're like, uh, I mean, you've. I don't know, you're kind of the strong and silent type, and that's really cool, and you exude just this really, I don't know, it's really strong, it's really strong. I know what you're trying to say, Cecil. Thank you. And with that, um, James kind of puts his his new ringleader hat, all of his accoutrement of it, he kind of puts it on the the dashboard, and you know, delicately, and and then he goes to his bunk to go to bed. Cool. Yeah, so you guys all kind of settle in, do your various things. Brian gets his uh, clown makeup washed off for the <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> it does. No, yeah, it look it looks great. She yeah. she is like accentuated everything. Of course. Um, she's used like her brushes to take like a red lipstick to do like kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. kind of Joker esque like kind of so you can go with that like sad clown make you really unique. We really do live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm assuming at at this point we're all getting ready for bed. We're getting a bed, and if Cecil's like across from Victoria, she's just sitting there and she just kind of looks at him, nods her head, and goes, "Good taste in women." Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. Val was. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She um, <laughs> I don't know. I think she had a thing for me, but you know, it's uh. Sure, Cecil. Yeah. Of course she did. Oh, what? You think uh, You think she had a thing for you? Well, yeah. Obviously. I definitely would have had, like, if we had stuck around, I definitely would have had more of a chance because she and I have kind of, like, similar stories of, like, single mom, you know, being kind of controlling, going out and doing your own thing, but also, like, girl power. Yeah, but could you spot her, though? Yes, Cecil. Yes, I could. Mm, I don't know. See, I'm able to kind of communicate with her on that sort of fitness. I I recall lassoing you as a panther and pulling you back up. All right. Is this a a challenge? Are you challenging me right now? I bet once we get to Bummerfield, Mm. that I could get more phone numbers than you. Or like whatever the equivalent. Cecil, they don't have phones here. Well, I'm saying whatever the fantasy equivalent of phone numbers is. I bet I could get more than you. Deal. Brian rolls over in his bunk and just says, I mean, technically, Victoria did get Val's number. Yes, this is very true. So um, it's literally zero to one right now. So That's all of our phone numbers, though. That's not like you gave a direct line. She literally gave me, like, her phone number. That's fine. You get a handicap. You're going to need it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Sure. Sure, Cecil. Wow, this passive aggression is... <laughs> Makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> James is doing breathing exercises in his bunk. Very nervous. <laughs> yeah. Five seconds in. Five seconds out. <laughs> so you guys settle in and you start to fall asleep. And Victoria, you hear a, a slight rustling. No. From your backpack. This time she shoots up. She goes over to her backpack. Psst. Hey. Hey, Victoria. Hey. What the fuck do you want? Can can you let me out? It's real dark in here. It's bedtime. Go to bed. That's why it's dark. But I wanted to talk to you. 
shit, fine. And she she pulls it out like a dirty sock. You pull out little Gus and he's hanging upside down. Oh, hey, Victoria. It's me, your buddy, little Gus. How's it going? Um, it's going well. How are you? Why am I talking to a literal sock puppet? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's a little lonely down there in the backpack, but I'm doing okay. Um, I mean, the cuddle monster is down there, so it's not super lonely. Yeah, but the cuddle monster can't talk to me like you can. She sits back in bed and puts him at, like... Yeah, you set him down, and he's, he's basically kind of like a like a hand puppet, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's kind of plopped there with his little one-button eye. She fixes his oh, little thanks. posture a little bit. Thanks. I appreciate that. Pretty, uh, pretty rough day, huh? I mean, yeah. Uh, it was rough, but it was, it was really cool. Yeah? That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. Wait, what's your name? Me. Well, Gus. Little Gus. Mm, okay, little Gus. Yeah, so we've got some stuff to do in the morning. Oh, yeah, I heard. And just like, you heard? Yeah, I'm in the backpack. Mm, yeah, so... I also heard that Brian took all that gold. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't, like, super... I mean, like, he's gonna... He's probably the most responsible out of... Well, no, James is probably the most responsible. Um, I mean, but, like, didn't all of you guys help Val? That was kind of rude of him to take all the gold. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... That's kind of Brian. Um, I'm sure at some point he'll, like, divvy it up. So. And, man, I mean, Cecil trying to hit on Val? Even though you were very interested in her? That's kind of... <laughs> that's kind of rough. He has no chance. Yeah, I mean, you are pretty cool. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Thank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you. Of course. Yeah, maybe I'll talk to Brian tomorrow about the money thing. Yeah, I think you should have him divvy it up. Mm, I agree. I think you should get a little bit extra. I mean, I did do, like, a decent job. I mean, you were the one that stunned Tanner in that battle. Yeah, but, like, James is the one who killed him, so. Yeah, but, I mean, you guys did so much damage after you stunned him. That's true. I mean, I was just, yeah, I was just trying to give everyone, like, the upper hand, you know? Yeah. You're really considerate like that. I am really considerate like that. You're so right. Well, I should probably let you sleep. Yeah. So, do you sleep? No, not really. I just kind of stare into the empty void that is the empty backpack. Mm, okay, how about this? What if I set you at, like, the front of the car? Like, so you can watch the sunrise. Oh, like a little hula dancer. Yeah! Oh my gosh! I wish I could, like, wiggle back and forth like one of those. She, like, takes his little arms and does, like, a little wiggle. <laughs> oh, 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 that's fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, I really have to get some sleep. Okay, well, hey, don't forget, if you ever need my help, I'm always in the backpack. Wait, yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, totally. And she, like, puts him right at the front. Oh, thanks. But, like, the corner, so he can kind of still see out the window. Oh, wow. What a view. That way you... Oh, well, I mean, it's, like, pretty dark right now. But at least you'll get to see the sunrise. It'll be really cool. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Magic is so weird here. Okay. Good night. Good night. She, like, slowly gets, like, still looking at him a little bit. And then gets back into bed. (laughs) And you tuck yourself back in. And you all drift off to sleep. And with that, class is dismissed. What the f- <laughs> What the f- He hate all of that.
Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D-Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed what you listened to, we would love to see a five-star review from you and a subscription to our podcast. It really helps us get the word out there. And speaking of getting the word out there, please share it with a friend. As much as we love making this show, it does take a lot of work, and we'd really love to get it out to more people. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the fantabulous Carlina Alvarez. I know that's not a word, but you know what? Who cares? Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Until next time, if you're getting ready for a big study session, make sure you eat something nice and healthy that'll keep you full the entire time. That way, you'll be nice and focused, and it'll keep you from getting distracted from your work. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. So this backwater love potion, uh, how many other vials are there? Um, there are various other vials, but you, you can't see what they are. Okay, I'll, I'll take them. Of course you will. And I will yeah. and I'll put them I'll put them in my herbalism <laughs> kit. Heck yeah. And of course you will. Of course he does. Really, we will take anything and stuff I didn't have planned. That's not our fault. You put other things in the lock chest. <laughs> <laughs> it could have just been one thing. You put other things there. Three dragons descend and you all die. <laughs> <laughs>